Charlie. Alright, welcome to another Indecorous Podcast. Purveyors of fact, farce, and fucked up history join on this futile quest for knowledge. Have a laugh, learn a fact, and try out all our super safe and decorous life hacks. As always, we have Carlos. That's me. Bobby. Hi. Today our special guest is our friend, comedian Blair Nyes. Oh, hey. <laughs> I'm Ian. I'll be your drunk driver through this collision course of nonsense. So we're going to kick this off. So our lead topic this week, a hippie alternative medicine doctor has allegedly found the cure for autism, but some are saying that he's just a modern-day quack and a scam artist. I don't know. Sounds legit to me. You had me at hippie alternative medicine doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like just the word cure is suspicious in and of itself. So we'll get to the bottom of this one, and Bobby will lead us up. Jason Klopp, a Vancouver naturopath, a pseudoscience doctor, has discovered that the cure for autism is fecal transplants. Shut up. No, that's a headline right there. <laughs> this is at least the second time we talk about fecal transplants, right? Yeah. Actually, not even the second. I think it's just several. Oh, well, on the podcast. I mean, we talk about oh, yeah, it yeah, all yeah. the Off time. Off the podcast, it's just that's <laughs> yeah. all we talk what about. In, what this is the second the, time we've covered fecal What in the wide world of white people is <laughs> this? <laughs> what are you? <laughs> what, I, need, I need a description. I need okay, so for the uninitiated, fecal transplant is where you take a person... It has a healthy you know, bacteria oh, biome, and you transplant feces from that's right. the person that's supposedly healthy, that's got the good stuff going on, to the person that's maybe a little digestive problems, a little wacky in the head. In this case, autism. It's like oh. extreme kombucha. Yeah, extreme I, mean, well, kombucha. I mean, how do they get the fecal transplant in? Like, they're cutting open their intestines or... Ass to ass, basically. Or yeah. ass to mouth, either or. Oh, ass to ass. Oh, they push it in. Yeah. And then they push it in. Oh, my You film these transplants up. and yeah. make a fortune. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole porn industry behind this thing. This might just be a front for Who a whole porn industry. Who is volunteering this? Who is yeah, like... Yeah. It's like, imagine me like someone like Rob Lowe. Like he'd be like, I'm, I'm all Atkins healthy. My poop is better than yours. Well, in this case, the volunteers are people that have kids with autism. So Carlos can take us on this next one here. All right. For anyone interested, Klopp is performing the fecal transplants for $15,000 a pop. Oh, I mean, imagine that's if you don't have any coupons. <laughs> <laughs> he started his practice in British Columbia, but bad press from several reputable medical boards nearly put him out of business. Rather than rethinking his batshit idea, <laughs> he did the most responsible thing and moved his practice to Mexico, yeah. where they are virtually zero regulations or standards against this. And I just want to point out real quick, you were impressed last time when Ian spelled oh. Colombia correctly oh, man. for the country of Colombia, but, yeah. oh, but this time it is wrong. Yeah, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> See, but this one doesn't piss me off as when people misspell, so... You know what? Fuck it's it, British Ian. Columbia, Bobby. So, you know. <laughs> oh, so it's in a whole different country. Yeah, it's whole like, different it's country. the side of Colombia that's ruled still yeah, so by... Yeah, it's really one for one with the real it's Columbia. C-O-L-O-U. <laughs> what? No, no. I get pissed. See, here's the thing. I got, because I'm from Colombia, I get pissed off. That's how you spell Colombia, the country? C-O-L-O. Yes. Instead of, instead, I, I know because I remember someone was telling me there was really good cocaine in Colombia, but there's really, really good cocaine in Colombia. You yeah. say it differently. But it gets spelled with a U all the time. Yeah. So I get all 
always pissed. So Ian, you'll find this out. Can't spell for shit. <laughs> but last week, he actually spelled Columbia correctly, and I was so proud of him. You copy pasted. And then, <laughs> but then now he misspelled Columbia. That's supposed to be with a U. <laughs> you know what's funny though? Is like at one time I used to work at a factory and. This guy that worked there was in, asking in me, like, Columbia? how come? No, no, he, in Hickory, actually. <laughs> in Hickory, uh, North Carolina. Oh, and man. he was like, how do you know how to speak Spanish? And I was like, well, I was, I was raised in Colombia. <laughs> and he was like, wow, really? I didn't, I didn't know they spoke Spanish there. I thought, like, oh, how do you not know that they... And then he realized, oh, you mean South America, not... Like, I have to South explain Carolina. to him. But what's even weirder is that I somehow had him convinced for a while that they spoke Spanish <laughs> in Colombia, <laughs> South Carolina. <laughs> Like, that's the weirdest part of it all. That <laughs> it's at, For a period of time, he accepted the fact that they just speak Spanish in Columbia, South Carolina. <laughs> it's a crazy thing. If you live in the capital of South Carolina, you Yeah, that's all they tell you. You got to show your passport when you go to That's why Trump capital. wants that wall built. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they take it over South Carolina. All right. All right, so Blur can take this next one. Yeah. All right, so although fecal transplants are considered highly risky, autism is considered highly annoying for some parents <laughs> that deal with it day in and day out. Only a few people have died from fecal transplants. Jesus, people died? Okay, from fecal transplants. And the $15,000 includes resort amenities for the parents in the tourist city of Rosarito. Even though this all sounds like quack medicine, Klopp is enjoying the spotlight and planning to expand his fecal transplant practice to treat a variety of other conditions including multiple sclerosis and Parkinson's disease. I mean, I guess when there is no proof that what you do doesn't work, you can just say it works for everything, oh, yeah. right? Like it, it, I mean, $15,000 is a lot of money to spend for something like to possibly kill your kid and not work. Like, yeah, like 5,000, 5,000. It's <laughs> all, also a lot to spend for just something that homeless people leave on the street. <laughs> <laughs> they could just get the poop finder app. and they, But then, the, you know, the homeless diet is not necessarily yeah. ideal. <laughs> but I'm just, so like, this is what I'm, I really want to know. Like, so now I'm, we're, now we're in Mexico. It's not, we're not in British Columbia. Yeah, yeah, right. We're in Mexico. Oh, it's not legal in Canada. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so we're in Mexico now. So now, is, is he shipping in fecal samples for oh. the transplant? Because oh, yeah. not to sound racist, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, all I can think about with Mexico is like right. getting the shits and yeah. not not the kind that you'd want to transplant. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since he moved to Mexico, it's just smoothie yeah. fecal <laughs> transplants now. In like, Rosario, they have tourist amenities. <laughs> like, there's a bidet in your room, by the way, just in case. So, how do you think they're going to figure out if this works or not? Are they going to put like a grand piano in front of the kid? And if they can play George Gersman's Rhapsody in Blue, then they still got it? Or. They start fucking up, then oh, they're like, oh, you're they, cured. You how know? do they tell if he has autism? Yeah, how, how, how can they tell if this works, you know? I mean, that might be why it works, because it's the long con. You can be just like, well, it takes a while. Oh, it's the long and, con, yeah. yeah. And you just yeah. say, oh, no, well, he still seems pretty autistic. Nah, I just he's still give playing it the piano time. perfectly, but, you know, he's a little sloppy on the left hand a little bit. You yeah, know, I don't know how you prove that you are an autistic once you've already been diagnosed as autistic. You have to wait till like, the kid's 40 and still living at home to really yeah. be, to be wrong. <laughs> and that's, that's when you ask for your money back? Oh, God. <laughs> so what do we yeah. think? Is this, then you're is out of the game by then, you know. Is this something that we're recommending to the listeners to do this if you have the autistic kids? This what is where we offer them a cheaper alternative where for $14,000. There you I, go. Yeah. <laughs> you we can will, have Bobby's poop. We will set you up nice. Yeah. If you sign up for our highest tier of Patreon, we'll send you all the shit you want.
Yeah, we'll you, cure you of everything. It doesn't have to be just autism. Or we there's a secondary con. Anything. You can be the therapist that helps the kids recover from having shit shoved up their ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll beat the shit into you. Most parents beat the shit out of you. Like if, they, yeah, if this doctor was smart enough, he'd start that same thing himself. You'd be like, here's the shit <laughs> thing <laughs> yeah. and the therapy that your kid will need after getting shit inserted. And That's so weird. It's like Purdue did. They sold the Oxycontin right. and they're like, let's get into the detox business. Exactly. Is that yeah. what they did? Oh, that's yeah, really oh. bad. Yeah. <laughs> Rich people are the worst. I know we've talked about this before, but I honestly don't like Clint. Apparently, was the expert Clint Nor. But oh, how, how right. does the the shit actually gets taken out of one ass? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I imagine it gets it, they let like it fall time. out. Yeah. Like, and then they just like smush siphon. it into the <laughs> other's ass. I think I think it's probably one of those like surgical glove and a little bit of lube kind of situation. And then they just pack uh-huh. it in. They're like yeah. fudge packing. Yeah, like exactly, exactly. Okay. Literally, uh. Yeah, I mean they, they try to they try the recommended approach is ass to ass. I looked this up. They said it can be ass to mouth, ass to ass. It or, can be ass to mouth. <laughs> Where yeah. did you but look? Yeah, you can actually, which porn site did you, you can, look this you up? Can, on? You can ingest <laughs> the fecal matter and then it would digest into your gutty works and then it becomes. You have E. coli. No word. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean. But when you when you small say, price to pay to get rid of autism, when you say ass to ass, there's got to be a middle part, right? Well, They're yeah, not like putting butthole to butthole, yeah, and yeah. it's just yeah, like it's, it's like a double sided <laughs> dildo with a oh, little God. hole on both sides, and, and it just we're at the end of the what's the movie? <laughs> Requiem for Requiem a dream. Requiem for dream. Yeah. So now we finally figured out what Requiem for a Dream was all about. It was about (laughs) fecal transplants. Also, again, we're in Mexico, and I'm like, how do we know we didn't insert some heroin inside? (laughs) Yeah, how do we know they're not stepping on the shit? (laughs) (laughs) It's just only 90%. I was searching for the best shit joke there, and Carlos found it. Yeah, you can't beat me on shit jokes. (laughs) You come in for a fecal transplant, you leave missing a kidney. Oh, God. anything, anything. <laughs> Just for autism, like for Parkinson's, like, you know, we want to keep grandpa around. Autism is not something you can't live with. Yeah, yeah. It's totally okay to and deal yeah, with. And a lot of, and we've talked about this before, we also talk about autism a lot on this podcast, but a lot of autistic people, they're like geniuses. They're geniuses. They're yeah. Passionate. yeah. Like, why are you yeah. trying to cure my way of living, a, making an earning? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're all I'm, working like Silicon Valley and she does like yeah. a program. Right. Like, We're like coming out all flowers for Algernon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Charlie. All right. <laughs> I love it. Any flowers of Algernon joke, you got me on your side. <laughs> All right. So moving on to our next topic, gang. In our happier news segment, a six-year-old finds a desperate help <laughs> message alleging excessive Chinese prison labor inside a box of Christmas cards. Oh, God. So for this fun discovery, we'll let Bobby lead us off. I feel like Blair's oh, God, right there was just over the spelling. <laughs> 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 Probably so, probably so. In the stylings of a classic message-in-a-bottle fun whimsical tale, a little girl was delighted to find that one of the Christmas cards she opened had already been written for her. She was laboriously writing drone emotionless holiday (laughs) cards for her classmates when she made her discovery. She's writing a bunch of cards and then she finds one that already has a message in it. Yeah, so she's happy because just one less thing she has to write that day. (laughs) (laughs) Even though it didn't seem like a typical Christmas greeting, the six-year-old girl was tired of writing... So she added it to her stack of holiday letters for the other kids. <laughs> a day later, another little boy found a disturbing letter that oh. read, quote, We are foreign prisoners in Shanghai Qingpu Prison, China, forced to work against our will. Please help us and notify human rights organizations, unquote. Wow. It then instructed the person who found the message to contact a Mr. Peter Humphrey, 
a former British journalist who was working as a corporate fraud investigator in China. Thank God these people's fate was in the hands of a six-year-old child. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so but did she legit, she read that and she was like, oh, this one's already filled out. It's cool and gave it. So, yes. she, yes. so she's not the one that contacted Peter Humphrey. She was yeah. like... Yeah, it was other like, kid that received it from her. <laughs> she was just, she's a little bitch. She was, yeah, she was yeah. a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, she, was just, she just saw a letter. She comes from the proofreading school Ian comes from. <laughs> So, all right. Oh, so, okay. So the kid's father reached out to Mr. Humphrey, who then wrote about the message the kid found relating to the living conditions at the prison. This story was picked up by media all over Europe and Asia and prompted the holiday card manufacturer, Tesco, to cancel the contract with the factory that was making them. Wow. So they didn't actually even try to help the people. They're just like, we're not going to use yeah. these. Bad press, bad oh, press. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Tesco executed all those people. Gonna, <laughs> they'll just start over tomorrow with new card. Oh, exactly, exactly. So here's a startling conclusion, Bobby. We just nailed it. So oh. the prison that was allegedly staffing the factory claimed prisoners could voluntarily work there to earn money so they could afford to buy daily necessities like soap, toothpaste, and biscuits. At the commissary. Exactly. <laughs> and, and now that their contract was canceled, the prison conditions will only get worse for prisoners. <laughs> so thanks, little girl, for fucking finding the letter. And now that the prison... Is there any- <laughs> wait, I love that it's still Christmas time too. Yeah, they were like, and just so you know, conditions will only get worse. Exactly, little, little snitch. Is there anything children can't ruin? So this well-intentioned prisoner guy that just didn't like working at the factory, he thought he was going to help his fellow comrades out. He ended up taking away their biscuits. That motherfucker. Well, I mean, this is what the prison is saying. They could have been like just not paying them and forcing them to do oh, the work. Yeah, and like they're. Like, it is China after all. They told us coronavirus wasn't really a big deal. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we got it under control. Not. Nah, I just wanted to say not. I haven't done that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard a, uh, you know, duh, the millennials. <laughs> Bring back all the classics. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll help them out. Not. Nah. <laughs> like, I was trying to do the Borat one. That is not working. <laughs> I would just send them like a, a Christmas letter back. Just ignore the cry for help. And just write them a personalized Christmas letter and Jesus say something is like, "Praying for you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Santa just, Claus and Baby Jay—they're all praying for you. Or you know? just critique the quality of the cards. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you wouldn't be in prison. If you I know. paid for—I <laughs> paid for fifty cards and you wrote in one. You owe me five cents for the card. <laughs> She's like a hardcore bitch. <laughs> She's like, "Listen, I saved up all of my money from that lemonade stand to buy these Christmas cards." <laughs> <laughs> you owe me at least 25 cents for that card. But that is true, though, that anytime a company gets caught doing something like this, they'll be like, oh, we didn't know. And then they're just like, oh, we'll work with somebody else. It seems like every single company is doing shit like this. I always do the opposite. Waiting way for to get caught. And then yeah. they'll be like, oh, we didn't know that was the thing. And, so, and then we just ignore it. Yeah, yeah. We ignore it. And then yeah. we just I mean, move I need on. The Nikes. <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do? Pay a fair wage? Unless you're in Decorous Podcast, we will follow on this. Yes. <laughs> this is our crusade now. All right. Our social out. justice. Are we, until we get to the bottom of this shit, we will not do another podcast. Next time we're recording live from Shanghai yes, Quinpu Prison. Right. Yes. We're going to do a remote. We're gonna, when, once this coronavirus thing comes oh, down, yeah, 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 we can't. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we can still mail them some biscuits. We're, we're yeah. going to be detained <laughs> yeah, and we'll tortured in a Chinese prison. We'll mail them some toothpaste and biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a, a drive. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> they need soap and toothpaste and biscuits. They should give them soap, man. <laughs> I mean, toothpaste and biscuits, I understand withholding hey, that. Hey, what do you but. need teeth for? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on to our next topic, gang. Unethical life hacks. 
We scrape the bowels of the internet to find the most amazing life hacks for those brave enough to dare. So set your moral compasses south and join us for this special edition of Unethical Life Hacks. This is really horrible smelling. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's part of a charm. Yeah. All like, part of the fun. Got to keep you guys on your toes. I like the of the internet. <laughs> like you know, what I mean? like I mean, look at how he spells Bob. <laughs> All right, we'll have Bobby lead us off here. Get a bumper sticker that reads, How's my driving? Call blank. And the phone number of your worst enemy. Then drive like shit all the time, <laughs> everywhere. Well, so, so you know how you have the phone number for all your enemies? You, know, <laughs> you just have a Rolodex. You just go through your enemy contacts list. Well, so I'm a bitch, so yes, I do. <laughs> it could be like a former friend or a former girlfriend or something. You know, It could be anything. Yeah, like I a- a, there's a comedian a long time ago. that I don't even remember who it was, but he had a joke, something about everybody's license plate should be their phone number. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. So, you, so can, you can text him, hey, what's up? It's like, oh, what? What do you want? It's like, I don't know. You just drive like an asshole. Why are you laughing? <laughs> yeah. like, this is like the equivalent of if people had to be verified to leave comments on YouTube sort of yes. thing. Yes. Like it would really cut down on oh, shit posting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like if, and then there's another comics, which again, I wish I could give credit to any of these guys, but I don't remember. I'm not a big fan of stand-up comedy. <laughs> but it was something like I if we, it. if everybody, everybody should have the right to kill at least one person in their life and get Ooh. away with it. And like a imagine, purge? Yeah, imagine how nice everybody would be to each other or something oh. like that. Dude, I have a tie between two people right now. That's really (laughs) wait. Can you you kill them humanely? Because then that makes it down to one. (laughs) Yeah, you know that's a great question. I don't know one person that I would murder, murder. But like other than that, like I feel like they're gonna end up getting murdered. So for our Patreon subscribers, Blur will tell us who that is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. On that special release. That is part of what we I offer for I am pregnant. If that helps. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's like Blair's just walking around in murderous rage. Like, you know, I'm filled with hormones. So. I just picture one of those scenes in a movie where somebody's killing somebody and they were dead like 15 blows ago. <laughs> yeah, it was just for fun. Going, That's what you wanted. <laughs> it's, it's pretty. And you cut to me in the shower later just staring at the wall as water's going to be. It's, it's really that level sad of Sad because you should have stabbed them more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we did didn't we consider that for a patreon perk at one point we're like we'll find your enemy and we'll just bully them online we'll bully you. yeah oh god yeah. i mean yeah. suicide, suicide guaranteed, guaranteed. Yeah. yeah yeah i remember that yeah suicide guaranteed or your money back yeah that's, oh, that's a great perk i don't think I, I would do it i wouldn't be able to like i just wouldn't be good i'm not good no that's that, why we're gonna do it carlos i believe you could do it i've seen the way you talk <laughs> carlos yeah. is the ultimate social media troll by the way don't get under no, your skin not, not trolling they come to me yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's not really trolling. he's got clapbacks <laughs> You're, you're the bridge, man. <laughs> well, Blair, no, but Blair, I'll give her credit. Blair's had my back a couple of times, and then she has to take the brunt of the <laughs> oh, yeah, assholes. Well, that, again, that was before I was pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> was yeah, like, yeah, way too many hormones to get involved. I'm I like, why you. are they so awful and rude? <laughs> but like, yeah, no, I used to jump in. <laughs> well, Blair's got my back. <laughs> you have some, yeah, you're the bridge. You're not a troll. <laughs> you're the bridge. <laughs> they come at you. That sounds like borderline inspirational. Like, don't be the <laughs> troll. Be the bridge uh, <laughs> merch idea yeah oh, there, there you go, go. there yeah. you go all, all right, right so carlos can take his on this next one dogs from shelters usually have diagnosable anxiety so <gasps> use this to your advantage to gain a prescription for valium wow this is true 
Is doggy Valium the same as, as human Valium? It's just they give you less of it or it's a smaller dose and they'll also do it for Xanax and <laughs> wait, Adderall. Wait, what, <laughs> what else did I tell them my dog has? <laughs> wow. Because yeah, yeah. I was at, no, I went to the shelter like 10 years ago and there, there was a dog and I was like, I'm looking for small dogs and like schnauzers, terriers. Like, oh, we have like almost purebred schnauzer over here. And I was like, oh, cool. And it was totally a purebred, but it was like, inbred too much and it was running <laughs> in circles and licking the corner like legitimately like what you would say like as the most hack joke of someone who has ADD it was just running in circles and then licking the actual they, corner of the wall it sounds and like just, it needs a fecal transplant so they said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah 15 grand we'll get that dog taken care of <laughs> yeah that's what they were basically telling me if I bring it to any doctor, they have a, a diagnosis of ADHD for the dog. And she's like, they'll give him some Adderall and that'll fix it right up. We just don't give it to him in the shelter. We don't have the budget for it. And he doesn't like need it, but <laughs> he's, he's fine. But as an owner, you might be frustrated. And he's, she's like, don't worry. Like, my boyfriend at the time was like, we're getting that dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a business opportunity right yeah. there. That's an investment. I think it, and I think it's like five milligrams of Adderall, which is not much at all. But Dude. that's, you know, you can so that's, it up. that's the real hack. Just get a mutt that's crazy. And then you get all kinds of prescription pills for yeah, yourself. Yeah, no, no, that's I, that's not a bad hack, except for you're a bad person. At the dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's basically all of these. <laughs> or you know what it is? This is what you do. That's even better hack. So you're not like leaving your dog like totally abandoned and feeling like a jerk. You you take the Xanax or the Valium and you get the dog CBD dog treats <laughs> that are legal. <laughs> yeah, you just get the dog some essential oils. Yeah. Oh, man. That sounds awesome. With that and the fecal transplant, he's, he's yeah, just yeah, fine. Yeah, fix them right up. <laughs> picking it up with shoving it. I just picture somebody having to work on their technique for that. <laughs> Gross. So we'll let Blair closes with this last indecorous hack of the week. <laughs> this is a workout. Okay. Um, in competition with another business, click on all their Google advertisements to cost them money. Uh-huh. <laughs> Especially like small businesses that don't have a big budget for advertising. It's always pay per click. So you oh. know what their business is. You just do Google searches. Click, 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 click. It's Every time you're costing them. Fifty cents, two dollars, three dollars. I've thought I've thought about that when, uh, especially now that you're getting a lot of political ads on Facebook and shit like that. Oh, I was yeah, like, yeah, just click on that thing, and then you cost them money, even if though you're not. I did vote not know it was pay per click. Oh, it's pay per click. I know Some, Facebook Sometimes does that. though, I mean, sometimes it's per impression, sometimes it's per click, so it depends. But yeah, if you click on it, then there's a potential. So you, some of you can just hit refresh on your page over and over. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, they can do that. Yeah, you, you know. can just blow out their fucking entire budget on just your I sorry mean, ass. But it's like <laughs> what, like five cents a time? Like so you just gotta sit there. It's like it's kind of like. If you have a like, is your album on Spotify and all that stuff? Like, Mm -hmm. potentially, you can just set your phone to play your album on loop all day, every day, and then you're making like point zero zero two cents per play. So you're kind of making at the end of the day what like. There's some people that have albums on Spotify that I'm pretty sure the only reason they've gotten checks, which like they've later posted and like, look at my check, you know, on social media, and I'm like. You gotta just be setting all of the devices in your house yeah. right now because <laughs> on loop. I've listened. I contributed point zero zero two cents to yeah. listen to some of your album, and it wasn't shit. So, Wait, isn't, that, <laughs> like, isn't that how? Isn't that how Bitcoin works? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you have all the time in the world yeah. and just do not want to use Spotify for anything else, then yeah, you can just. Do, or and with this particular hack, yes, you're not much into surfing the web. Yeah, just do this all day. Just yeah. click on there and. Custom. I mean, honestly, I will say every time. I 
I mentioned my album and like I, I told like a room full of people or something like that, like on stage, I'm like, no one's gonna fucking go. But like a lot more people are on Spotify and you think and I'm like, I get like a little spike and I'm like, oh, yeah. people are actually paying attention. Yeah. So if I was saying something meaningful, I might be changing the world. Instead <laughs> 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 of doing dick jokes. Hey everybody, follow us on social media, please. We're on all of them. We're on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Indecorous Comedy, Twitter at Indecorous Pod, Instagram at Indecorous Comedy, and Patreon at Indecorous Comedy. Follow us on all of those. And how do you spell Patreon, Carlos? E-A, well, actually, Ian should probably take this one. <laughs> actually, I probably should spell it. Indecorous, by the way, is spelled I-N-D-E-C-O-R-O-U-S. And then, you know, if you can't spell comedy, then we don't even want you as a fan. <laughs> All right, so staying on theme of scam artists and tax frauds, our main topic this week is a story of the man who started it all. So I think everyone that listens to our podcast knows is a recurring theme. We love fraudsters, grifters, flim flags, and scallywags alike. But this is the motherfucking man that started it all. This week, we are inducting Charles Ponzi into our Indecorous Hall of Fame as one of the most famous scam artists of all time. This is the Indecorous history of the man who the Ponzi scheme was named after. Bobby, lead us off here. Charles Ponzi was born in Italy in 1882. In 1903, he boarded a boat to Boston with his life savings of around $500 and everything he owned in a single suitcase. This is why we need a wall. Although he is most famously known for a single financial fraud scheme, he had a minor league career before that. I mean, everyone did, right? John Wayne Gacy, uh, Charles Manson, they all played in the minor leagues at some point, and they all did noble things, possibly, that the history books forgot about. Like before I got famous, I used to do a podcast called Indecorous Comedy. (laughs) (laughs) We all have things we're not proud of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't look it up. In 1907, Ponzi moved to Canada and landed a job as a teller at a bank named Bank Zarossi. That sounds sketch. Yeah. I wouldn't bank with Bank Zarossi. No. Their business model was to make excessively high interest loans to immigrants. Oh, there you go. Yeah. See? Told you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They had it coming if they didn't get it in the name. (laughs) Unfortunately... Most of their loans went belly up, so they went out of business. But Ponzi retained an old company checkbook and forged a bunch of checks with it. Wait, so they were right to charge those high interest rates? (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like that was just good actuarial work. You can't trust those damn immigrants. They should have charged higher rates. (laughs) That's the lesson of the story, yeah? Because you know immigrants. I know, right? (laughs) Not to be trusted with money. Mm -mm. He was eventually caught and charged with check fraud and spent two years in prison. But like all champions, he didn't lead this minor setback. Ah, uh, <laughs> shit. Two, two, that's my bad. <laughs> uh, all right. But like all champions, he did lead this minor setback. God damn it. <laughs> he did. Oh, no? That wasn't it either? No, 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 God damn it. He didn't let. Oh, let's. Yeah. So, uh, he didn't let do over. But like all champions, he didn't let this minor setback keep him from achieving greatness. Should we explain what checks are? Do you think people still know what those are? <laughs> this is the one you write on a paper. So history footnote, Bank Zarrosi was the precursor to the payday loan industry. 
Oh, is that right? So Bank Zarosi was right next to the liquor store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Boost Telegraph. Maybe Boost that's Telegraph. why they went out of business. They were funny. just they were twenty four hours. <laughs> In nineteen ten, Ponzi came up with a new business venture, building on his experience exploiting immigrants at the bank. He created a new business that was basically just smuggling Italian immigrants across the border into the United States. He was a coyote. <laughs> yeah. But that's a hell of a coyote across the border between America and Italy. Yes. He was an extra spicy that's coyote. The border was at the Atlantic? He, means. <laughs> he was a coyote with pepperoni. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. He was a coyote with pepperoni. Hmm. 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 He was a coyote with pepperoni. Hmm. 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 It was a coyote with pepperoni. Anyway, so he got ratted out by a man that thought his fees were too steep. The feds deemed his business a criminal enterprise, and he ended up in jail for two more years. This is why you never helped the Jews. <laughs> they weren't really the That's what happened. Hey, I can find a coyote for less than this, and then, you know, turn him in. <laughs> okay, this is, he went to jail for check fraud for two years, and he went to jail for criminally smuggling immigrants across the board for two It's. I think the moral of the story is two years in jail is not that bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, unless they took his money that he earned, he's just going to come out of jail, like, rested. That's <laughs> it, yeah. That's two more years of him to think up new ideas. Ponzi had the heart of a champion. He had no quit in him. We take human trafficking very seriously. Two years, sir. Yeah, but if you have weed and you're black. (laughs) Blair can take us on this next one. History remembers Charles Ponzi as the original confidence man. Wait, is that right? Yeah. Okay. We got to question everything. (laughs) (laughs) History remember. Because that is actually the origin of con man, is confidence man. Oh, really? Okay, okay. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, that is a sexy fact. I am excited about that. Yes. (laughs) Oh, word nerd. So you could say someone's a con man. That's like a compliment. Yes. It's almost, yeah, because basically you need confidence to be able to con somebody. Because you're taking their shit and they're trusting you. You lie really well. Yeah, yeah. There you go, there you go. You don't let well, that's stop like, you. I hear people talking like, oh, I let this person into my house and they robbed me, but they didn't look like a robber. It's like, if they looked like a robber, they would be out of business. So you got <laughs> you to look like... They a, look like Joe Pesci dressed up as a cop. Yeah. Before yeah. you leave for your Christmas vacation. <laughs> 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 the gold tooth should have given it away. Yeah, 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 I don't think so. All right, so <laughs> he's the original confidence man. But the business idea that he lured his in investors was what was actually legit and quite brilliant. Did I say that right? Close enough. All right. <laughs> he just never scaled it legally. Instead, he brought in more and more investors, gained their confidence, and created the first ever pyramid scam. So he started with something that was like actually legit. So something that could have yeah. worked, but he got greedy. So yeah, so, yeah. So Bobby will tell us the details of what that legitimate business model was. Yeah, I feel like I couldn't ever do anything like that because then at the end of the month, they're like, ah. Oh. I gotta make all these fake statements and shit. <laughs> Too much work. I'd rather just not, that would be a fraud my investors. <laughs> That's why I prefer not to lie. It's just because it's too much work to lie. Keep, yeah, like, yeah. what did I tell this one person? What did I tell? Ah, just let's just be honest. Yeah, you just have confidence that you remember it. I guess. Yeah. 
Ponzi discovered an obscure inefficiency with something called international reply coupons. These could be exchanged for postage stamps from another country. Ponzi realized that he could turn a profit by buying IRCs from one country and exchanging them for more expensive stamps in another country. He set up a small legitimate business scalping these and was making 400% on some of them. After telling a few friends about his success, he had more money from investors than he could turn down, so his big fucking mouth and braggadocious nature was how he accidentally turned a legitimate idea into the most famous fraud scheme of all time. That's basically what happens all the time, right? Like, uh, even when I hear about drug dealers, they uh, they made $10 million on one deal. At that point, I'd be like, all right, I'm out. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Don't know what, but they always want more yeah, and more, more, more. And more then they start. Or like in this one, like it was a l- real legitimate business idea. I mean, eventually the loop would probably close. Someone would be like, hey, yeah. wait a minute. Like, yeah, yeah. They had nothing to do back then, too. They're like, meh. Right. But, <laughs> That's exactly but how they were. just sat around making that noise. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait a minute. This shouldn't work like that. Um, um, but you know, like nowadays, they're so easy to have find loopholes like that because there's so much going on and computers and blah blah blah. But I think nowadays the pyramid scams, there's not really a legit. Oh, base there's, yeah, there's to no it. underlining business. That's, yeah, it's yeah, like, right. It's still a we scam. We just call it yeah, yeah. yeah, they're like, you want to buy some fake money? <laughs> that's <laughs> we promise. There's something that's solid behind it. We'll uh, we'll name a star after you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is really. Genius. That's actually pretty good, one, Bobby. Right that one down yeah. but i guess that that's is. in the nature of these people it's just like like we were saying i was like yeah if i made 10 million dollars in a deal i'd be like i'm set i'm out yeah but i think it also takes the personality to be looking for these scams to be able to make that money like i would yeah. I, that's too much work for me yeah. really, yeah. there's the smart people that just weren't working in a legitimate framework <laughs> he had a lot of time yeah. in jail to sort this out and he was very yeah. uh, very <laughs> high on the hubris so whenever he got out this is a classic tale of so they have that mentality to begin with and yeah. also then when they make the money then they're also braggadocious because and end up this is the original case of writing a check with your mouth that your body can't cash. Oh, yeah. So in 1920, he incorporated his business and named it the Securities Exchange Company. Oh, <laughs> the SEC. Oh, wait, 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 wait for it, wait for it. Oh. If the name sounds slightly familiar, oh. it is because Bobby interrupted me while I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> if the name sounds slightly familiar, it is because a government agency created to regulate banks and protect investors, the Securities and Exchange Commission, was named after his company in an ironic twist. Wow. But back in 1920s, Ponzi was crushing it. He had so many investors. Investors he had was he had was taking it. Okay, <laughs> take two, take take two. Two. good lord! It's so a good had, thing I edit this. He, I get it. <laughs> he had so many investors that he was taking in twelve million dollars a day in inflation-adjusted money. Good job, bro. Wow. So, so here's here's a fun thought. He named it the Securities and Exchange Company, and then the government copied his name. But wouldn't it have been fun if like he would have named his company Suck My Dick Incorporated? I think they wouldn't have taken it at that point, though. <laughs> maybe it's just me, but I think maybe the government wouldn't have been as keen on Suck My Dick International. <laughs> they would have called it the Suck My Dick Commission. <laughs> Wait, so the government named it after? Yes. Like it wasn't the other way around? No, no. Yeah. Like, he had it first. Like Legitimately, he had it yeah. first. And the government was like, well, because of his fraud case and how famous and terrible it was, we want to counter people like him. So we're going to name a government agency to do this. What should we call it? Well, let's just name it after his company. So they called the SEC is named after his company legitimately. That's why the FBI was almost called the mafia. (laughs) (laughs) The mafia, the mafia bureau. So again, it wasn't that he was devious. It was just that he was stupid. His problem was that he had more investors that he could keep up Uh with. This bit him in the ass big time when an analyst that understood his business pointed out 
So in fact, to satisfy his initial round of investors, he would have needed about 160 million postal reply coupons that he could redeem. However, the actual number of coupons in all of circulation was only about 27,000. Oh, wow. (laughs) So when news of this fun math statistic broke, angry investors showed up at his office demanding their money. So he paid off his early investors with money from later investors to keep the ruse up. So only some of them found out, but others didn't? Because if everybody's asking for their money, then boom, the gig is up. Yeah, Yeah, this is one of those scenarios where only people that read the newspaper that day showed up initially. Oh, I see. And like, what do you do in that scenario? Do you just put on like a festive hat, grab a cane, and do like a little jig or something? How do you keep the angry mob away from burning down your place? So didn't they say it's like 1920s? Everyone else is going broke, but he's making 12 million a day. We're getting close to there. Is this after? Do we know if this is during or before or after the Great Depression? I did all this in like inflation adjusted dollars. It's probably closer to like 500,000 a day, but be about the equivalent of $12 million a day in today's money. But and this what? is before the, yeah, this is before the, before the Great Depression. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, this is before okay. that. All right, so he was all roaring 20s, having a good yeah, time. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Before the House of Cards. Find <laughs> himself a couple of flappers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, give so me some dang. can take us on this next one here. So after the recent bad press, Ponzi decided to hire a publicity agent, William McMaster. So he sounds like he's going to cook up some good stuff. Isn't that the sex guy? <laughs> I don't know. There's a sex guy that's masters. McMaster, oh, oh, the McMaster class. Masturbate? Okay. Is that what it, okay. yeah, 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 that's what I'm thinking about. Was, yeah. <laughs> However, McMaster's accidentally leaked the fact that Ponzi was $5 million in debt. Oops. Well, he's really bad at his job. Wow. Yeah, no uh, shit. This sparked a second run of worried investors that showed up and demanded their money. He paid some of them on the spot, then ran out of cash. So he offered them coffee and donuts to the remaining <laughs> angry mob. <laughs> and I'm picturing like the Simpsons style angry mobs where they got torches and pitchforks and they're running out there hey, what are you doing with my money Fred <laughs> <laughs> oh man like coffee and donuts come on <laughs> yeah at least give him some biscuits and soap <laughs> 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 Maybe a little toothpaste. Yeah, toothpaste, you know, for afterwards. So, uh, Ponzi was arrested shortly after on 87 counts of mail fraud and 22 counts of larceny. Now, in a shocking twist, he actually represented himself in court and was such a good, smooth talker that he got his sentence <laughs> reduced to just nine years. Not two. He didn't, he didn't <laughs> do that. So after he was released, he didn't learn from this. He attempted two more small larceny scams, was caught and served another seven years in prison. He ultimately died in 1949 penniless. He didn't regret any of his scams. He was quoted as saying, even if my investors lost all their money, I gave them the best show that was ever staged. And it was cheap at that price. It was easily worth 50 million bucks to watch me pull the whole thing off. That's what I tell people that come to see me do stand-up. I was going to say that. I was like, it's worth losing all your money. You may have lost 60 minutes of your life, but... You've never seen anybody sweat like that. Wow. So, so he did, he did the whole two-year prison stint that was behind him in his youth. He started, it started catching up to him later. People like this, is like it doesn't matter how long they're in jail. They're just going to get out and do it again. Like There's just no oh, yeah. way. This is the dude, built into their DNA. Yeah. This is the dude that makes so much more sense to just date him and get solid profit from him. Like, give me a fur coat. Give me a ring. Mm-hmm. Give me something yeah, I can yeah, yeah. sell later to support yeah. myself. Yeah. Because you're obviously going back to jail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> give me a Persian cat. Something like that. I need things Tangible. of value. Tangible things of value, yeah. This guy would be an awesome friend to have when he's not in jail. Like, he'll pay for everything, all all that shit. (laughs) I would not be ashamed to say I was dating Charles Ponzi. I'd be like, like, oh, he's a scam artist. He's a ruby ring-giving scam artist. That's what he is. (laughs) You might as well, yeah, might as well have fun with it while he's out there. 
We're like, oh my God, but it must be cold in bed at night when he's in jail. Yeah, under my cashmere sheets. <laughs> <laughs> like, just keep getting things. That they can't, the government can't take it all, can they? But Actually, they can. <laughs> <laughs> so despite spending nearly half his life in jail, dude had no quit in him. He would just go caper after fucking caper. And he was the energizer bunny of fucking fraud. That's and that is bad. why he's in our indecorous Hall of Fame. So moving on to our next one on the related topic of tax fraud and fraud in general, we'd like to share with you the tale of the largest tax evasion scam of all time. And you probably haven't heard of this one. It's going to be a good one. So Bobby can take his own. Uh, The gold medal for ripping off the government goes to a man named Walter Anderson. He was an entrepreneur in the telecom industry. He was involved with AT&T, MCI, and Mid-Atlantic Telecom in the 80s and 90s and made billions of dollars. He was also the primary investor in the Mir Space Station, oh. which, if you recall from our Taco Bell episode, fell into the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> what? <laughs> there was investors for that thing? <laughs> okay. That explains it. <laughs> if it would have hit a floating Taco Bell target in the middle of the ocean, everyone would have gotten a free taco. The yes. call back to one of our previous episodes. That was so he's that guy. Episode with Steve Forrest, which is number something. The uh, Dark History of Taco Bell episode. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Anderson had a lot of offshore bank accounts, and when he was finally charged, pleaded not guilty to the crime of tax evasion. He claimed that his offshore companies were to benefit a Panamanian foundation he created to advance human rights, arms control, family planning, and the development of space. Ah, the fuck out of here with all that shit. (laughs) Wow. It's like anytime anybody has an offshore account, you know what they're doing, right? It's like nobody goes to Cambodia just for the food. (laughs) It's because you want to fuck children. You know, like it's basically... Or boys look like girls. Yeah, exactly. You know, just be all right. Everyone knows about the great Panamanian space program. Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) So he had some other creative ways to hide his money, including paying his girlfriend two million dollars for the rights to water on her family's farm in Brazil. (laughs) And he also had a few hundred million in shell companies in the Virgin Islands and Panama. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like the ultimate way to kind of play it though, right? You can just make up a bullshit thing like you'll pay this chick's grandmother two million dollars a year to brush her teeth. And you can just find fun ways to hide your money. You this know? is another part of it. Like, again, the, the people that do this kind of shit have a different kind of mentality than most yeah. people have. And I have because all this shit that he's doing, I'm be less too much work. I'll just yeah. I'll, I'll pay my taxes <laughs> yeah. just so I'll I don't just be poor. <laughs> I don't want to have to find a place in Brazil that has water rights and Panama and all this shit. It's too much work. And then work. the laws and regulations. I don't want to deal with all well, that shit. It's a good thing we don't allow rich people to get away with this. Today. <laughs> yeah, that's I, know, right. I know. Things times have changed. So the dude yeah. was obviously a telecom bazillionaire and had all this money in shell companies. And I'll let Blair take us home on this final point here. So at one of the most comical extremes for the year, 1998, Anderson earned $126 million, but had only claimed an income of 67939 on his federal income tax return and only paid $495 in taxes. Between 1990 and 2006, he hid hundreds of millions in taxes. In 2006, his case went to trial and he lost and was ordered to pay $200 million in back taxes, the most ever in the history. A typographical error in the amount of the federal government's judgment against him accidentally wrote that he only had to pay back $23 million and not $200 million. <laughs> Ian was actually typing yeah, out. Yeah, that's that. what it was. That's what happened. That how, federal government judgment. How is there not a statue of this guy next to a statue of Ronald Reagan somewhere? See, I was, that see, they I was, pray to before 
every. I was gonna say <laughs> next to Magic session. Johnson, like you know, because you totally like missed a really yeah. bad situation there. Um, but like, but yeah, and also twenty million is a typo for two hundred million, not twenty. Not twenty three million. million. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no shit. Like you missed a zero and you added a three. Yeah, yeah I'm sure that was totally an error on that person's behalf. Oh yeah, I know. Sounds like oh, a real honest mistake. You could just give someone ten million to fuck that up. I mean, you think being rich just gets you connections like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so, it does. So yeah, another happy ending where a rich guy gets off. Well, oh. like the smallest, <laughs> the smallest number in that whole thing was four hundred ninety-five dollars, which is what he had to pay in taxes. Which is what he did, and pay that in would have been enough to fuck me up. That's how fucking <laughs> fucked up I, I am. No, the four ninety-five would have fucked me all I, the hell. I said that, and I was like. I was like, you made 67000 That's so awesome. Yeah, no like, shit. Wow. You're, doing, you're doing really well. Good and job. Then, yeah, and then he got off just by having to pay $23 million, and that was, you know. I have God. to admit, though, it's probably the third time I'm mentioning I'm pregnant. I would have had the money for the tax now because I'm pregnant and I can't drink as much. Oh. <laughs> so you're saving money on that alcohol. I, I realized that I don't, cause I'm, so I'm five and a half months now, and I, I've saved. I'm just like just saving money. And I know it's not all from alcohol, but basically, Basically, alcohol and Uber, it's approximately $1,200. So Blair's Get Rich Quick scheme is to get pregnant. And And just keep saving the money. And and I can still work because my job's not real. And so, so, yeah, I'm just collecting checks and not spending them on on things that are fun. You You just become this Susie Orman character. (laughs) Get pregnant. (laughs) If you can get the man to support you and you support yourself, you have extra support. Like Teen Mom was right. (laughs) Teen Mom is always right. That's absolutely right. Though I would have saved so much money throughout my career if I didn't drink. Oh my god. Oh, I mean, like legit. Like there's like I have a little savings account right now, and I was like, I keep saying like, and if you the trick was everyone says kids are expensive, they're not. Not right away. Yeah, not if you don't feed them. If you love them, like like, (laughs) literally, this kid he eats so little. The tiny people, like yeah, because if you don't eat just what you give them, so like if you just give them a little bit. I go out and buy something, and then my boyfriend's anorexic too, so like they split the kids' meal. <laughs> he just throws up in his mouth <laughs> like a bird. The only problem is sometimes they fight over the mandarin oranges or like the juice box. But like, <laughs> other than that, saving so much money. This is it. Yeah, that's <laughs> this right. is my Ponzi scheme. Get pre- <laughs> See, but I can't get pregnant. That's what I've always said. Women have it made. Yeah, well, I could. <laughs> Like, I, I, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm could. stuck with the wrong one. <laughs> should rent out the uterus. <laughs> All right. Speaking of uteruses, we're, ah! we're heading right into our Pornhub comments of the week. <laughs> oh, God. Each week, we heroically watch hundreds of hours of porn just to find these gems. The noble task of sitting through countless hours of bukkake, cuckolding, and senseless midget gangbangs just to bring you the best Pornhub comments of the week. All right. And we'll have Bobby lead us off here. <laughs> Oh, I was like, who's making the noise? <laughs> that was me leading you guys off. Well, you were taking pictures. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, this, <laughs> this comes to us from Jay is Migs. What? Jay? Okay. He literally nutted on a spider at the end. There is no stronger expression of dominance than that. And he probably got a superpower to boot, right? 
What's a spider? How do you? Was a spider dead? I mean, they can move pretty fast. How do you? I mean, cum moves pretty fast too. (laughs) But but the but the pulling the trigger though, it's not you don't have perfect aim. I mean, this dude should get a middle. I feel like he wasn't near the spider. I feel like that was kind of one of those like, oh, I'm aiming for you. There's no way I'll make it. And then I got it. A miracle of life. (laughs) Imagine if somebody had jizz like that and knocked a fly out of the sky or something. I I mean, if you could hit a pretty amazing. Obama could do that. Yeah, Obama could hit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is how you make the next Jeff Goldblum the fly, or it's like the spider. <laughs> Somewhere. Like, I mean, it would be really impressive if he actually told the chick, he's like, check this out. And he just points at it like the babe. Like, like, I wasn't going to come in your face, but this is way better, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. He awesome. sees a spider. He goes, like, oh, get a load of this. I'm really impressed that men can do anything with their ejaculate because in the moment of ejaculating, you're just so dumb. You're just oh, like, yeah. have you seen IQ your goes faces? down by 20 yeah. points easily. <laughs> like, have you, like if they just said, can, can you just ring a bell at the same time you're coming? I'd be like, <laughs> like, yeah. some really stupid. I Very derpy you know, faces, yeah. I don't know if you know how dumb orgasm makes you people, but like. Also, spiders kind of interesting of an insect. Like if it was a roach, you'd just be like, ew, gross. Where are they doing this? A spider's kind of sexy. Yeah, but spider. I kind of want to see them like him come on a scorpion now too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. That's the next season a jackass (laughs) fingering a woman's asshole with your toe interesting i wonder which i'm imagining it's the big toe but it would be more impressive if it was the little toe. Yeah, if you could, if you could have the dexterity to work the little toe in there, that, that could yeah, be yeah, that would be even more. I know impressive. it's got to be the we have opposable thumbs. We have our toes. Are the only the big toe, the great toe, is the only toe that has. <laughs> you just call it the great toe. Yeah, that's what you call <laughs> the great that's toe. That's what you call it. It's called. And the now great we know toe. why it's so great because it's been fingering some asses. The, the uber toe. Wait, was it the great will. toe before or after it went in her ass? No, before <laughs> it's your great toe, and then you can ring toe or something, and pointer toe. I don't fucking know. Middle toe, pinky. You know that, but uh, and then the, the, I cried wee 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 all the way in the asshole. I don't know, like, <laughs> but, but no, for real That's though, gotta be something that the woman asked for, though, right? You can't be like, hey, you like fingering? Well, I got my own thing that I do. No. <laughs> Right? Wouldn't you be freaked out if the dude was like, no, no, no. I mean, I know you're used to the fingering with the hand, yeah, but yeah. let me, an artist. Yeah. Let me show you what I can Maybe do. Maybe he didn't have arms. Maybe this no, is like, oh, true. yeah, we're being yeah. insensitive to cripples. Yeah. Yeah, we're being insensitive I'm to the defective. I'm imagining it's a woman's toe, though, just to make it less creepy, because then it just feels like something Quentin Tarantino-esque. It wasn't like <laughs> yeah, right. I, I got that Quentin Tarantino vibe, yeah. Yeah, as opposed to like, it was a big hairy man construction worker toe i'm like oh God. gross God. Yeah. oh man it's but it was like a, a pretty little manicured red toe and she's like ooh, and she's like wrong hole and then she's like or was it you know like i don't know that's <laughs> lots I'll of visuals going that. on here <laughs> i have a lot of i think so. i would i would i'm with you because I, I would rather see a woman's big toe go into a man's asshole than a construction worker's big toe <laughs> go into a woman's vagina her perfect cute little butt why yeah. do you need to do all that to it yeah i no, think i'd I would, rather come on a spider yeah <laughs> Imagine how embarrassed that spider felt when it came back and came back home. His friends and shit are all like, what the fuck, dude? Are you covered in curves and waves? What in the fuck? (laughs) What have you been up to? I don't want to talk about it. I think this Pornhub comment is a good high spot for us. I think it's a good place to call it. So Blair, you've got some things to plug. Yeah. Plug away. 
Uh, well, my biggest thing that I would love to plug is my album that is on Spotify, but it's also on iTunes and Amazon, and I'm also on Title. Look up Telling Jokes for Two, and I can't believe that title was never taken, but I just called it that because I recorded it when I was seven months pregnant with my first child. If you're the cool. warden of a Chinese prison, you can make a lot of them stream that album. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and like, a lot of people say, like, well, what's the point of buying the actual hard CD versus downloading it online? Well, on the hard CD, there's a picture of me eating pickles and ice cream. So you can uh, jerk off to it. Yeah, you can jerk off to it. You can jerk off on a spider to my CD. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're looking We're not going to tell you where her toes are. <laughs> I don't even. It's my toes in my ass. That's what it is. I'm sitting on my own Indian style. I'm sorry, crisscross applesauce. Whatever you get to say now. <laughs> but that's just telling jokes for two. And then if you want to see where I'm performing, you can just uh, go to BlairNiasComedy.com. There will be nothing on my calendar because I'm really bad at <laughs> updating it, but it'll take you to my social media. Okay. I do have okay. updates. <laughs> awesome. Don't go to the website for my dates because I have too much shit to do, but I can... <laughs> But I can update to Instagram and Twitter and Facebook <laughs> easily and send you stuff. So That's just, what I tell people, though. Just check me out on LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's know. where Carlos posts all of his yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Thank you so much for doing this, Blair. It's been a lot this of fun. fun. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank Carlos, you for coming you out. anything else before we get out of here? I don't know. Just my fans. They're a real MVP, you know. Bobby? That's so antagonizing. Carlos is fans of the Thank you. Thank you. I do tour all over the country. I really enjoy it. My favorite part is definitely the South because it is the most colorful people. <laughs> and uh, the favorite part of the South is the Florida-Alabama line because that shit gets real. Um, <laughs> we were just traveling there recently and uh, I came upon like this long dirt road. It was winding in the middle of nowhere. There was a wooden table at the end of it with three watermelons on it. And I was like, nope, not today, Satan. Uh, <laughs> Uh-uh. I know a Negro trap when I see one. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> I'm good. Can't catch me. And we got off that exit. I walk into a convenience store, and my favorite thing ever happened. This man walks in wearing a Confederate flag cape. This is not store-bought. This was homemade. Yes. <laughs> He was, you guys aren't excited about this. It's not every day you get to see a redneck superhero, okay? <laughs> he can leap tall trailer parks in a single bound. Faster than a speeding meth head. <laughs> Sponsored by Mountain Dew. <laughs> and he walks straight up to the counter, right? He walks up to the clerk and he says, Hey, how much y'all want for that nut water? Gonna explain it, gonna explain it, yeah. You know what boiled peanuts are? He didn't want the peanuts. He just wanted the nut water. Some of the men in here are really grossed out. You're like, ew, how could you ever put that warm, salty liquid down your throat? I know, right? would ever ask you to do that? It's fucking disgusting. I was done in the store, but I had to stay and see how this played out. 
It turns out if you walk into a convenience store on the Florida Alabama line wearing a Confederate flag cape asking for nut water, that shit's on the house. <laughs> to get a picture of this because no one would ever believe that a grown-ass man was wearing a confederate flag cape you know so you try to take a picture of it and, but i do the cute thing where i pretend i'm taking a selfie so they can't tell that i'm shaming them i'm like oh you're going on instagram <laughs> what's the best filter for redneck um, <laughs> hashtag floribama uh, <laughs> he saw me though i wasn't being subtle enough and he walks over to me and goes hey i want to let you know this flag stands for heritage not height heritage not height I was like sir just because it's an alliteration doesn't make it true <laughs> but he followed up with the fav my favorite thing anyone's ever said in my entire life he said I just want to let you know I'm not racist my brother's gay <laughs> I was like, I did the math, and that's not how that works. <laughs> Just want to let you know. He was a coyote with pepperoni.